it's Philippe here from the Duke Pod, and welcome back. We are officially starting episode seven. Um, I have uh, really enjoyed the last few weeks and the last uh, this last summer. It's been super action-packed. We had a new baby. I've already mentioned it. We had little Zoe. It is now officially since she was born August 17th, and I am recording this on the 17th of September. Today is our official one-month birthday. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Baby Zoe. I was wondering if I should maybe edit that and put some sound effects, like legit sound effects, but that's okay. But let's just have some fun with it. So uh, thank you for all the listeners so far. Of course, the numbers are not really that big as we are just starting, but uh, that's what starting a podcast or starting something, it, it's going to take a while, right? And the glory about doing this podcast is that I'm able to tell a lot of you guys real-time stories about what's happening in the real estate market. But more importantly, these are like legit things that happen that you as an agent or you as the consumer or you as just a person and a fan of just good good old-fashioned storytelling, uh, which I hope is good old-fashioned storytelling, uh, you can really soak in and understand that these are things that happen. A lot of the stories are positive because we've been in this business for a long time and we know what to do. And some of these stories are just not gonna turn out very well because sometimes you deal with a lot of people and <clears throat> even if you're trying your best and doing a good job, if you do the exact same job for 100 people, uh, maybe 95 might love it and five will hate it. You know, some people love the color blue, some people love the color green. Everyone is different and when you deal with so many types of people, a variety of people from different backgrounds, um, the stories get interesting because the way people think and the way people analyze stuff and the way you have to pivot as a person can sometimes change. All right, so now that my cat, I've edited this and my cat has joined us, you get to hear her subtle purring. <laughs> so if you're having trouble falling asleep, just enjoy the white noise or relax yourself and uh, we'll have some cat purring in there or just in case uh, you just love cats you've joined the right uh, podcast today <laughs> so uh, going back to the topic uh, today is one of those stories where um, I just honestly believe that um, could I have done things differently you can always do something differently right but what I was was I doing the best I could do for the client and the answer is yes uh, so uh, let's get on with the story uh, since I've already backtracked it <clears throat> I was gonna talk a little bit about how <laughs> this morning I ended up taking both kids including the one-month-old to school <clears throat> on the um, buggy and um, when I was it's like a sunny day so it's a bit cold but it's a sunny day and uh, as soon as I dropped off Oliver the three-year-old I was like ah, you know what? let's try to let's try to run so I ran with my one-month-old I did two kilometers which I got quite it was quite a decent workout, to be honest. It was only 11 minutes. Pushing the buggy makes it a little bit tougher and it's a little bit harder for you. But I was quite sweaty and I was content. Of course, getting her in and um, making sure she's going to wake up so I shower was challenging. But uh, I managed to just dry myself enough before she woke up and uh, <laughs> to move her over. Uh, I gave her to mom so she can get the next feed and so forth. Um, and then... Um, Yesterday was a nice day, so we took both kids to the zoo, which was great. Uh, actually, we actually realized that little Zozo, little Zoe, uh, one month old again, um, she loves movement. 
she'll sleep like all day as long as she's moving. So when we had to drive like an hour plus to the zoo and then uh, walk around in the stroller all day long, um, she was a happy camper. She slept all, all, all day. And that does not happen at home most of the time. You know, she'll be awake through periods. Uh, but you know what? It's good if you want to like go for a walk and stay active, right? Uh, okay, so <laughs> if you guys have any opinions on that, let me know if you guys ever try to run with kids. My wife says apparently I should not be running with a month, one month old. I got to wait till three months because I am having illusions of grandeur and um, thinking that maybe we could run like five kilometers twice a week or something and just like get that out of the way in the morning. And then I don't have to feel like I didn't run for the rest of the week. Um, so, yeah, maybe I got to put that on hold. I got to do some research on that. So let's talk about today's story. Um, and I think it's very fascinating. Uh, I think it's there's definitely a lot of lessons to learn. And uh, this is just something that could happen. You know what? Like uh, I've had quite a few clients this year. Maybe I've helped like 20 clients um, and I haven't had any major issues with any of the clients being unsatisfied. So let's go through this story and let's see how it turned out and uh, what happened and my thoughts. Okay, so I get a phone call out of the blue. It's from a colleague of mine. He, he does uh, family law and he has a client that uh, needs to sell a home. So he gave me your contact. Now he, uh, as a lawyer, I think legally has to give three different contacts. Um, in this case, uh, I think she asked him for a recommendation. He recommended me um, amongst three and uh, I was able to contact the lady. Uh, I showed up the next day. It was a house in Oakville, a small little house in Oakville. And uh, I had a plan where um, you know, uh, once I looked at the house, she was telling me that the house was a real uh, fixer upper. And she was like, oh, I wonder if someone that would flip a home would buy it. And when I saw it, when I went there, yes, there were some cobwebs on the wall. The basement was a mess. Um, but the main floor was pretty good. And the upstairs wasn't bad because it had an ensuite bathroom. So it had two full bathrooms upstairs. We're talking about a small little house. It needed painting though. And it needed to remove some stuff. Um, after consulting with the lady, uh, with the client, I, uh, we agreed that we are going to declutter the place. And she's a 65-year-old woman that has knee issues. She also has other health issues. And she has a surgery in two weeks. So you have to think about this. The house needs a full revamp, a full removal of stuff. Uh, it needs painting. It needs cleaning. It needs carpet cleaning. Like the, the full shabam. Like the most amount of things you could possibly need for the house. The only thing we weren't going to do is staging because I said, um, you know, you're not a big house. So let's just keep the f items to a minimum and keep the space. Because honestly, I think that the house was going to be not that hard to sell. I think it's going to sell no matter what, um, because it's a nice street in Oakville. It's a quiet street in Oakville. It's a five minute walk, 10 minute walk to Lakeshore. <clears throat> so we make we sign the contract and uh, off we go. I find uh, the first thing I do is I find a couple guys, uh, a couple a moving company that can spare a couple guys to move some stuff. Now, whenever you do a job like this where you're moving furniture for the client, obviously you're not doing it yourself. You got to be professional. You got to be the realtor. Um, it, but no matter what, it's going to be a stressful job. Um, and I think I warned the client that, or maybe we didn't talk about it up front. But like while the movers were in, I was like, hey, you know what, like. Um, this is going to be a bit of a stressful day. Just uh, let's let's just do our best, right? 
uh the only problem with movers especially uh these two guys that showed up they're just young kids like fresh off the boat kids didn't even speak that much english indian background i don't really care who does the moving guys it's not it's not a really a big deal uh but the fact that they just seem like they want to just get the job done and get out of there now i don't think they actually did a bad job they moved everything we wanted there were some heavy cabinets there were like office furniture down from the basement that the lady wanted to move outside um <clears throat> and like i'm telling you guys she had health health issues and she uh had a lot on her shoulders because it really that was the whole point of uh the one of the things i told her is like let me do the work for you like let me organize the professionals to clean your house uh we're gonna list it and we're going to get we're gonna make your house look so nice that we're gonna get multiple offers like one of the other houses that sold sold 150,000 over asking that was a bit bigger it had a bigger lot but still like you know if i had uh listed it for a very attractive price i think we were going to do the same thing and just get this place sold quick because the client is having surgery and uh if we can sell it by the time she's out of the hospital or something like that for her she doesn't have to worry about the house people going through then uh, i think that's what really attracted her to the whole idea so movers come in first thing they do is they slide a couch on the hardwood floors now they don't scratch anything but it was real nerve-wracking right so i told them hey guys like you guys got to be a bit more professional you got to make sure you lift everything but uh two three hours goes by we get everything done like it was hard for me to tell her to stop but i was like hey let these guys do it for us right let them do it for us and i was watching them and i was doing my best uh to do it so we got that done um a few days later um the painters come in um now we have also a stager came by so uh an interior designer came by and she picked the colors uh i really like this one interior designer that i use out of burlington if you guys need an interior designer in the area, let me know. I'll highly recommend her. Uh, she came by, picked the colors. She know we noticed that the house the house is dark, so she recommended a few changes with light bulbs, adding a couple fixtures, just like ones that are like battery uh, run, not that you have to do. So, and she recommended to move the beds a certain angle and to change the the way the rooms looked and stuff like that. So she was a big help, and the carpets do did need some like really thorough cleaning. There was carpet all the way. There's a carpet in the basement and there was carpet up the stairs and all upstairs. 
So she booked the carpet cleaning for us, very affordable. So the interior designer was very nice. Um, and then she got a handyman to come in like on a Sunday, which is crazy for only $30 an hour. So he did a few hours of work. Um, and I told the client, look, we're adding carpet cleaning. We're adding the handyman. Um, that's a few hundred bucks. Um, you know, we agreed on a decent commission. So let me cover those costs for you. Like, let me cover most of these costs. Uh, you're going to cover the painting because, um, you know, you were that's just that's the agreement but i cover all the other things so i'm not shy to spend money right we already spent all said and done i think i spent like 600 dollars um that week between the interior designer uh the movers uh the handyman uh and the sign guy that came by put up a sign and put up a coming soon sign so uh the movers are doing their thing uh and sorry the movers are done uh the interior designer is done uh now the painters come in on a wednesday and um we were hopeful to have them in like a Monday, but it was like Labor Day and uh, just couldn't do it. And Tuesday they had to do another job. So they came in on a Wednesday, which basically meant we couldn't sell the house before her surgery. We had to sell it after her surgery. So we could put it on the market before, uh, like on a Tuesday, that was the plan. And then her surgery is on a Friday and maybe we take offers on Sunday. And uh, at that point, hopefully she feels good enough that she can review the offers and pick the best one and sign off on it um so that's the plan so the the painters come on a wednesday i ask her on wednesday how it went and she's like oh it went like it's going okay but my cat is really stressed out he's freaking out so one of the things i think in this story you guys have to realize is that this is a client uh she's going through a separation because she was hurt by a family lawyer she's afraid of her husband uh she uh her husband doesn't even know that the house is going for sale she got a court order that he's allowed she's allowed to sell it um she has a cat she has knee issues she has other health issues uh later on she told me that she would rather not have people come into the house after her surgery when um uh, <laughs> once she has a surgery because she'll just be laying in bed and the house needed a lot of work like and i'm not like sure yeah you could do a lot of renovations but it needed a fair bit of work if we we're gonna sell it for top dollar on the market which it is a seller's market so i said let's do all this work and try to do that for you you guys have to understand that this is one of the most challenging jobs i've done um if you if you rank jobs in terms of how many challenges there are this is up there this is probably the most amount of challenges you could have um it's not like this the clients just working you know going to work every day and they're like yeah just go nuts just take care of my house and uh you know it's easy going because she's not she's not I get a call from her 
on Friday saying that she's really not feeling well. Um, she's having trouble sleeping and the whole process is stressing her out. Um, and she also said that, um, can we stop? Like, can we to put a pause on everything? I said, yeah, okay, let's put a pause on everything. Um, I had given her some suggestions. I was like, you know, like, uh, at this point she told me on the Friday that she doesn't want people coming in the house once she's over her surgery. So I'm thinking, Hmm, now what am I supposed to do? So I do remember giving her a suggestion and I'm like, okay, you have the surgery on Friday. You're going to stay at the hospital on Saturday. Do you want to just stay in the hospital like one more day? And then, you know, then we could have people coming on Sunday. And then as soon as you're home, no one else comes in. her the whole time i'm thinking this person's going through a like a life-altering situation she's been in the house for almost 30 years now she has to sell it or I, I you know i don't think she really uh had an issue with selling it uh and she wants to move into a bungalow blah 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 move on with her life but she's gone through a lot so the whole time i'm trying to be extra sensitive to the client and uh just try to be understanding of course i'm not a therapist anything but i'm understanding just listen to her if she wants to say something and come up with solutions how we can make this as easy as possible for her. I thought I did that. Uh, she told me Friday she called me. She said she doesn't want to. So we agreed to delay it. At one point in the conversation, she said, how about we just do virtual showings? So I said, we can do that, but it's going to affect the, the type of price you're going to get for the house. So maybe we should just wait till like a month after the surgery, because I don't think the market is going to go down like a month later, like it could, but like, I don't think so. I told her that, like, it's up to you. And then maybe we can list it. And then uh, maybe if you're able to just stay on the porch or walk or something like that, or even just stay in your bed, if people walk in, like worst case scenario, like we will be able to sell the house. It just, uh, you know, we had this conversation. I think my first error here is that we should have at this point agreed to meet in person and then talk it over. So, um, uh, so, Okay, so we agree, I cancel all the other appointments, the cleaners, the photographer, and then we say, okay, you're gonna go through your surgery. I get a text from the lady at like 11.30 p.m. saying like, can you please remove the for sale sign and the lockbox? And here I am being like, what is going on? So um, we agreed that the sign guy, I said, okay, fine, the sign guy can come down and take it like Sunday. She was saying that, uh, she's worried that if the house is not actually for sale at that moment and somehow her husband finds out that it's for sale, he might be really angry 
I mean, I'm envisioning something coming to the house, trying to break in and beat the old lady up. I mean, that's what she was basically telling me what might happen. And I was like, oh my God, okay, like let's take down the for sale sign. And you know what, like, geez, maybe we don't even use a for sale sign. It's not a huge deal. Um, but anyway, so I'm feeling like all of a sudden a, a change and uh, what's happening here that she all of a sudden uh, is a little different. Um, so I ended up showing their Sunday morning and I take the lockbox and I say, hey, is everything OK? She said, yeah. And then it was kind of early. So she's like, I just woke up. It was like 930. Um, I just showed up a little before my other meetings and I said, okay, well, um, is it okay? Like, so our plan is to talk after your surgery. Is it okay if I call you a few days after? She said, yeah, no problem. And then I said, okay, well then that's fine. Let's do that. So everything else is canceled. Um, you know, the first sale sign is going to be gone today. It is Sunday. Uh, and, uh, sure. Let's do it. So I go to my open house, uh, have a few other appointments. I have an open house. I get a call from somebody from her, um, maybe someone that knows her and they're like, Hey, like we need to cancel the agreement, the listing agreement. And I'm like, what? And, uh, they were telling me that she, um, was like offended about some of the things I said. Okay. So this is the first time I've ever heard of it. So I gave her a call, uh, and I said, can we talk? And, uh, she was telling me, I was like, okay, what happened? And she was saying that I was pushy and um that um she didn't like my style it's just she didn't like my style she didn't like when i was that i wasn't just hovering around the movers non-stop telling them to do this that she didn't like the way i was like trying to be be positive all the time and i was like hey don't worry like this is this is for the best like i know it's a bit of work um she didn't like how i shot down her idea of the virtual uh showings Okay, so really, I, I guess what you have to think about it like this is the client's unhappy. She's decided that she doesn't want to work with me anymore and she doesn't want me to sell the house. She feels like she can't trust me. I find this quite shocking as I thought I was doing a lot of work to try to do this job for her. So if you think about it, I could have just been like, yeah, you know, what? put the house on the market for like $200,000 less than what it's worth, $300,000 less as is, let some contractor get it for a sweet deal. You know, uh, you get the money anyways, but I mean, it's probably gonna be $200,000 less than after we do all this work. But, uh, you know, I get my commission and uh, whatever, we get you, then we get you a bungalow and then, you know, maybe I call you once a year and then we never see each other again. No, it wasn't like that. I was like, hey, sure, if you want to, if you're saying that this is the money you need for retirement and you know all this stuff we need to do this work we need to do a little bit of hard work to make sure we get you the best price here i was thinking the whole time i was doing that and i was being extra sensitive to her and in the end it looks like she didn't like whatever attitude i uh whatever ways i approached everything it's starting to it started she told me piss her off this is what I mean when I think like, if I had this exact same situation to a hundred different people, I feel like 95 to 97 of them would be really appreciative of all my hard work and we would not have these issues. In this case, uh, something went wrong. Um, she did not like some of, the, some of the ways I handled everything. And there's really not much I can do about that. Like how could I have changed a few things? 
Like I asked her if she values the money in the sale and I asked her if everything's going. I organized all the appointments and it's just not working out. Okay, so she said, I wanna cancel. Now what happens? You gotta think about it. We already have a listing agreement signed for three months. She has a court order that she has to sell the house. Now what? So there's really a few options to think about it here. Um, basically two, I guess, uh, is really the only real options. Number one is I don't cancel the listing and uh, maybe after surgery like a month later, she's like, okay, well we have a contract and I have to sell the house. So you have to sell the house through you no matter what. Uh, <laughs> if we go down that route, it basically guarantees that I will make my commission and uh, you know, I'll get my money back for everything that I, um, that I got, but it's gonna be very stressful for all of us because she's already decided that she doesn't wanna work with me. Um, you know, she could badmouth me on the internet, she could badmouth me, um, but it's gonna be very stressful for her and it's also gonna be very stressful for me because then every week I'll have a client that'll be on my back that will just doesn't wanna work with me or hates me for whatever reason or gives her anxiety okay and guys you got to think about it that when I told you I work with like 20 clients this year I have had not had one client that has been upset with my services uh, or that we've rubbed each other off the wrong way there have been some moments where like things get tense sometimes you work with someone for a while and um, you're getting a little tired of each other but nothing like this and I've comp successfully completed help for a lot of different clients as well. The option number two is that I just cancel the listing. And uh, the, the cons of that is like, let's say one of the things that could be really uh, unethical is that someone, uh, some her, one of her friends is like, yeah, I'll buy the house, just cancel the listing, I won't pay the realtor. Because now that I know it's for sale. And so that's a thing um, that you have to worry about. But the other thing is like you just wipe your hands clean of the client and you move on. So after discussing with my broker and uh, discuss thinking about it myself, um, talking to a couple colleagues, um, I decided to go with option number three. And uh, the reason why I decided to cancel the listing, and what I mean option number three is, I gave her all the invoices that I had spent money on. And I said, okay, you pay me for this roughly $600 of expenses that I paid for your house. Your house already looks stunning. We've already picked the paint color. We already got a handyman through. We got the movers through. This is gonna help you directly in the sale of your house no matter what. So just give me the money back that I spent and then we'll cancel the listing. If you're incredibly unsatisfied, I don't want the extra stress in my life either. I don't want the anxiety from you. And uh, you know, maybe perhaps it's not anxiety, but I'm a human, per I'm a human being. And if someone tells me they don't like me, Sometimes that's hurt. That hurts, and it does. And if if it's gonna affect other parts of my business or my day, like uh, talking with other clients or my interaction with other people, or just even hanging out with my kids, and I'm gonna be in a sour mood, um, then I shouldn't want to be in that sour mood. I should want to avoid that at all costs. So we agree. She sends me an email transfer. I go to her house yesterday, which was Tuesday. Uh, sorry, uh, Wednesday, yeah, Tuesday. And um, we signed a listing agreement. 
I get the password for the uh, email transfer and we probably will never see each other again. Now, uh, I did call my colleague who is a family lawyer. Now, it probably doesn't look good for me that uh, it just didn't work out, but I told him the truth. I said, hey, look, I did my best. I, did a, I worked very hard for the client and for some reason, uh, she got anxiety over it. Now, to be honest, um, I think that anyone that's gonna work with this client is gonna give her anxiety because even now people coming through the house is gonna be anxiety ridden because she's worried about COVID, she's 65. Um, it's gonna be tough for anyone to work with this client. I was trying my best to be sympathetic and, and I was nice the whole way, even the last day we saw each other, we signed the listing agreement, it was pretty obvious that our relationship was absolutely over and uh, I was just professional, I said thank you very much, wish you good luck in the surgery um, and move on. I think the whole point of the story is that it's not always going to work out and that's what my friend, my colleague who's a family lawyer said, like it just didn't work out, uh, thank you for the honesty. <laughs> I hope he still gives me referrals down the road because uh, uh, it doesn't happen too often that it doesn't work out. Certainly this is the first time this year it just hasn't worked out. Um, and there's always a client every year that things just go sour for whatever reason and it doesn't have to be your your fault, right? I do not think that this is my fault. I just think that um, either we, the only way for this to work for this client is maybe we have, we didn't do anything at all or we just like did the bare minimum and then we got this place on the market or maybe we did do the virtual tour and then like the virtual showings and people could only in that case come and see the house um, if they had submitted an offer that was accepted conditional upon seeing the house. Now probably that would have, she would have lost 50 to $100,000 on the value overall. I think at least 50, because uh, who's gonna give her like top dollar if they haven't even seen the house. Um, but then I would have got my commission. So am I wrong to be the person that wanted to make sure this lady that has all these health issues that is about to go to retirement and needs the money that I should have, that I wanted to do all these things for her, but in the end, it was just too stressful for her. And instead of uh, sitting down and talking to me over it, she decided that she'd rather just not work with me anymore. I don't think I'm wrong, uh, but you guys have to understand that this is life. Uh, people sometimes, um, things happen. Uh, even if you apologize, uh, make amends, like uh, there's not much you can do if the person's made up their mind. Uh, but there's other people out there, there's other clients, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I think we've all heard that one before. And you don't want to be in a situation where someone really brings you down, brings your mentality down. I want to be a positive person. I want to set an example for my kids and my family and my clients and my wife and everyone that I'm a positive person. I want to be someone that people enjoy working with and I want to produce results. We couldn't do that this time, but it's a fantastic lesson to learn. Okay, till next time guys, Duke Realty out.